Hello again. It's me. I just made that up. That's kind of fun, isn't it? I was gonna it's, sing. It's a good so- song. I was gonna sing a song, like like literally any song, and then I yeah. I made one up myself. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like a I'm like, kind of like the Jason Mraz of the this generation. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome oh. back. Wait, what box. generation was J- Jason Mraz in charge of? Well, I mean, like he's older than me, right? Yeah, Probably older than you. I'm saying like I'm the new Jason Mraz. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> um, if you, uh, hey, if you if you follow our feed and get notifications on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you listen to this, uh, you might have just listened to an episode like yesterday or the day before about Alan Wake. Uh, well, we're back again to give you more Hitbox, and we're recording this on the same day, so I don't have a second intro. So it's Hitbox. What's in the fucking box? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 61. My name is Peter Hunts-Patek, and joining me as always is my wonderful Jason Mraz-like, if I may. Oh, wow. That's a... <laughs> a co-host, Justin Makovich. Hey, you know, uh, J- Jason Mraz and Ed Sheeran really confuse me sometimes. Like, I know they're different. I know their songs are different. But, like, if you would just, like, say, like, you know, Ed Sheeran, I, I would think of the same person as if he said Jason Mraz. Straight up, I learned, like, two weeks ago... I was using Sean Mendez and John Mayer interchangeably. <laughs> <laughs> I like like as if as if they were just like that was just one person. Not that they yeah. like were a double identity or whatever, but like just that that was one person. And someone was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, very different. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, how, Justin, how are you? We just we just got done talking about Alan Wake. If you haven't listened to the episode, uh, go ahead and check that one out we have some extended thoughts about alan wake and the remaster that that is available now and, and um, we could have a, a lot more just in case people don't want to listen to that randomness you like you like alan wake i love alan wake and i think this is a game this is i think alan wake is one of the best games period <laughs> it's one of my favorite games ever <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah I, it's, do, it, do you yeah go on i think it's okay <laughs> great so that's that is a that is a Pretty glowing re- uh, recommendation for, for me. Hitbox. Yeah, for, yeah, specifically for me. Peter loves yeah. it, and I think it's okay if, if that's the case. Um, but like, I think uh, I totally appreciate you like thinking it's one of your favorite games of all time, and I understand why people would say that. Like, I'm not yeah. like I don't want to like because if you remember, dear folks, uh, Hades for me, I was like aggressively against liking that game. <laughs> yes, that's yes. A, a very different situation with Alan Wake here. So, yeah, and. Um, I will also say I see a lot of those faults in Alan Wake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an older game. Older game. Yeah. But uh, if you're interested in more of that, just make sure to check out our episode um, and go play that game. But other than Alan Wake, Justin, did you play anything this week? Yeah. Uh, uh, so so we did some little Alan Waking. Um, but also, I was able to finally uh, download and play Halo Infinite. Mm, I, too, have been playing Halo Infinite. Mm. What do you think? Uh, okay, so one one thing I think uh, wasn't I wish I knew this before um, was that during these test flights you could still like play with the bots. Yes, I wish I knew that because I would have been playing um, it more. 
Mm. I didn't. And I should have just read more carefully, but like it's out there, folks. I just am not a careful reader. So <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Because because of my my bad uh, ability to read directions, I will have one free pass for all my students to have one poor direction reading on their assignments just because like if if their teacher doesn't know how to read directions and they do you know there you go uh so i jumped into that um at like 11 30 because the test the first test flight uh that i had the opportunity to play was on saturday and i think it was from like 12 to 4 does that sound right something like that um so i it finished downloading at like 11 30 so i started to like play a couple of just the the uh bot matches or whatever and i gotta say that game is it looks great I think yeah. it really does look good. I think it controls really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many little things about about it that I think are are so modern. I think just the way you move around the map, it's like that perfect like progression from original Halo to uh, modern day Halo and I shooting. Agree. And I absolutely love when you are shooting uh, a Spartan. Their their overshield or whatever the shield that they have, mm-hmm. like it will all like kind of light up glow when you shoot them, but it will glow darker on the areas where you're hitting them so if you're shooting them in the head their head shield is a little bit darker their chest arms whatever and i just think that's such a cool little uh detail with that and i think the game is is one of the things that is uh, uh, really good about this game is just the animations it feels good um i i it so many good things to say about just playing uh the with the bots right so Played that for about a half hour, and then it was noon, um, and I uh, start uh, to do the big team battle, and the thing kept crashing on me. Crashing? Kept like crashing. Yeah, the app kept oh. taking me like out of it, back to the home screen. And I was like, okay, this is frustrating. So like 15 minutes I tried. I got into a queue once, and I was there. It looked like the match was starting. I saw my 12 teammates, and I was like, here we go, folks. Oh. We got it. And then yeah, it kicked me out. And I'm like, Okay, maybe I'm just starting too soon, too hot into this, too beginning phases. Uh, let mm. me give it a couple hours. So I, you know, d- went about my business for two hours, got some work done, came back, played it, same thing happened. So I could not actually play against people. Mm. And I know it's a technical test, but it was a little frustrating. So I didn't know, like, I try to like look online. It, it, clearly, I was Twitter was blowing up this weekend uh, yes. with these big team battles, and I and I from what I've watched, I watch other people play it. This seems like the way to play the Halo multiplayer. It looks a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it looks like a lot of like chaos and like even like building on what um, other uh, the the bot gameplay that I did. I can just imagine how great this would be with it, with a large group of people and just mm-hmm. chaotic. Um, unfortunately, though, I tried and I had time set aside for it and it just didn't work for me. And I, and I didn't have time to go to it on Friday or Sunday. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to actually play the multiplayer. Well, dang. I know. I've been, I've been doing the big team battles and that's going to be it. That's going to be it. It's, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you did not. I was really like, get I, I, like yeah. I, I usually like uh, the these other ones. I didn't have FOMO, but now that I was like so close to having it, and like I was going to play it, and then I saw everyone loving it, that I had FOMO. I I totally get it. Um, yeah, it, it's quite good. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to play this game. And based on this stuff, like it's gonna be a good. I think it's gonna be a good one. As yeah. long as I'm, I'm sure there is, because this would be insane if there wasn't. Um, but where do things have happened? Uh, as long as there is just a lot more to it, you know, like more maps and more 
whatever else like this i think could be something big uh as it is halo and i think it's going to be something big just for that but i i think that like diehard halo fans like five but i think like more casual like i don't know you you're not like a huge fan of halo right no but you think that this looks pretty fun yeah Whereas, you like, know, it, it's good it's good multiplayer um and like it, it is that like perfect uh, example of it's playing the way you think it w- played back in the day. Yeah. And then if you go back to play the first Halo, like it's still fun, but it's just a lot slower, very kind of different pace to everything. But like playing this, it just feels good. I still don't like not having a loadout. That's still my my own yes. cross to bear. That's a little bit annoying to me. I, I love uh, I, I was probably one of the few people um, for for um, Destiny one and specifically Destiny 2 when it first came out, I got hard into that multiplayer, um, the Crucible stuff. Not Mm -hmm. the... I mean, obviously, everything in that game is multiplayer, but I love the Crucible stuff, and I loved how they scaled weapons, and, like, you could choose your loadout, and you could choose the different weapons to start, and you you had your own weapon loadout that you you stuck with. And I like that a lot, and you still have flexibility to change. Um, So I think I will miss that because I still feel like it's like I got to know these maps better than anyone. I got to get to this point before this person. Um, But uh, that that's that's my own personal demon. And I still think the game will be good. It's not a demon, but that's just me. Uh, Grievance. Grievance. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I am excited for the final release of this game. I hope his campaign is good. I, yeah. I thought, you know, it's interesting you bring up playing Halo 1. I played a little bit of Halo 1 this weekend because I was like, oh, fuck. I was going to play through all these games before <laughs> this game came out, comes out. And I realized, like, I had to accept, like, I don't think yeah, that's it's not going to happen. And and how uh, what did you think of playing Halo 1 to the new one? Uh, I mean, Halo Infinite, I think, is a mo- much it's a modern take on that game. Yeah, uh, I am. Like, I have nostalgia goggles for Halo 1 and most of the Halo series as just being like, these are really good games. So I don't know, like, how accurately I can really speak to that. But I think that this is going to... uh, But I think that Halo 1 still holds up. Yeah, it does. I I have to say, when I I played Halo 1 and 2, like, I think this year, or is it it last year? I I played them recently enough. And when I went to Halo 2, I was like, whoa, this game's better. Like, just how it felt to (laughs) shoot your guns and everything was just, like, such an improvement. Though I don't have a nostalgia for Halo 2 the way I do for Halo 1. So um, give me that nostalgia feeling of Halo Infinite with better controls, and I'll be a happy boy. See, that's kind of the thing, though. Like, for me, it's hitting a lot of that. So that's why I'm kind of excited for it. Whereas, like, Halo 4 and 5, like, did not give me that at all. Yep. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, so I also, uh, this week, I finished Ratchet & Clank. And I got the Platinum Trophy for it. Ooh. And there is one missable trophy that if you Uh are trying to play Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, uh, you need to know about that there's one trophy where you have to, like, like, hit these, like, 25 crystals on one of these planets that like changes back and forth. That's missable? It is missable. And um, there used to be a solution for it where you could sort of jump in between this grate and get on an elevator and um, be able to get the the two crystals that you can miss. Um, But Insomniac has has since patched that out. So I had to look up some guides on how to glitch my way into getting these (laughs) these crystals and i had this moment where i was like about 15 minutes into trying to do this and i was like 
If I don't get this by 4.30, I'm just giving up. And I'm just oh, going to no. be done. I got it. It worked. Uh, it was frustrating. And the fact that they patched out a solution to this trophy was weird. Um, but what can you do? So I have, yeah, the tro- I, I have the platinum. I think that's frustrating. The that And that comes just like far enough in the campaign that like even though you can do another playthrough and have a lot of other stuff to unlock, that's not part of the platinum. So it's not like a wasted playthrough. It's still far enough away to make it not it's, worth it. It's like at the middle of the second act. So it's like straight up halfway through the game. Yeah. And I was really thinking like how long realistically do we think it would take me to get here? It's like probably two hours if I skip all the cutscenes and like sprint through all these areas. But I was like, for what? For a game I don't <laughs> even own? You know what I mean? For uh, a game I got from the library. But but let me, let me tell you, Peter, uh, how much time did you put into that uh, Scarlet Nexus trophy? <laughs> but I really like Scarlet Nexus, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. And it's uh, funny because I would do the same thing as you. I'd complain about that. But then I was like, I got the platinum on Origins and Odyssey of Assassin's Creed. So I'm a broken human being who wasted yes. much more time. Though it is that yes. instant gratification about like, yeah, you're still doing little tasks to build to that goal versus having to replay something for something that you missed. I, it's that mental block sometimes. Yeah. But It's a good game, though. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about it at the end of the year with you and we'll probably talk about it even later in this podcast because i realized i forgot to do this i was so enamored by talking about alan wake that um, <laughs> here's here's what's going for the, for the rest of the podcast here obviously we're going to finish talking about the games we're playing here uh we're going to talk a little bit about those previews for the switch oled do a little bit of metacritic roundup for that hot wheels game because apparently it's good <laughs> um, and then monkey ball um also we're talking a little bit about kojima he's in the news again as he frequently is uh hideo kojima are you familiar yeah uh no i'm only familiar with blue box game studios well uh we're gonna talk about sony's acquisition of blue point (laughs) ah damn it i'm close (laughs) uh close close you just off by one of those words there uh and then we are gonna we're gonna do some predictions for uh the game awards and and the categories with with all that as that was recently announced so uh that's all coming in the future but before we get to that justin I assume you've been playing other games this week, too? I've been playing one other game. It's called Lost in Random. Are you familiar with the game Lost in Random? Familiar? No. Have I heard of it? Yeah. It's like a card-based, deck-based game? Sort of. So this was a game that I saw in one of the directs. I forget what... Gamescom, I think. I think I saw a trailer for this in the Gamescom. Okay. Um, And it was like this cool Tim Burton-y style game that looked like you're playing in a D&D world, but then it also, you had this dice that you rolled and it was apparently a card game, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that seems like it's gonna be a weird uh, a re- weird game. And um, then, like, the reviews came out, and the reviews were like, uh, I, I'm Metacritic just pulling it up again, because, you know, Metacritic is the end-all, be-all of, of things. Um, it's pulling from a 77 on the PC to an 83 on the um, Xbox Series X. And I have I was been looking for a game to play on my Switch, and I thought maybe this would be the game to play on the Switch. Um, and it got some good reviews, and I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And let me tell yeah. you, the game is, like, Tim Burton-y as hell. So the game... Okay is basically set in this world um, called, oh, geez, it's called Random, duh. That's the name of it. So Easy. <laughs> you're, it's a world <laughs> called Random, 
And basically, the world is separated into six districts, and it's ruled by this queen who, on every uh, child's 12th birthday, uh, will roll a dice. And based on where that dice lands, you get sent to live in one of those districts, one through six. Okay. And it's kind of like a class system that one is the low the the low class and six is the high class. So you want to get that six. You want to live like royalty in the queen's realm in land number six. So you play this uh, uh, one of two twin sisters, even and odd. You are, I think, even. I should know that. You're even. And then on the 12th uh, birthday, um, the queen comes, rolls the dice, and basically uh, the your sister odd gets kidnapped and taken to the six world and then you have to go and rescue your sister so you're trying to go to the six world in order to um bring her back so you start off in one and then slowly you go through the different worlds and they have uh i'm probably like not super far into it i just got through the second world and each world kind of has um they play off the theme of mm-hmm. their number. So two, in the world of two, it's all about dualities, like dual personalities. So like all the characters have like either split personalities or uh, their second personality is personified. Like there's literally like a mayor character who's this giant like skeleton looking person um, who has this hat that's connected to an alternative world above it that has his like evil personality on it so then you have to like first talk to the good character and then you have to like take an elevator up to the second world and talk to his like evil crazy character um and it's really unique in in how that's the story is 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 told um it it has a lot of like vibes of uh, almost psychonauts in terms of like the writing and the stories and the character interactions but Mm -hmm. like on a a lower (laughs) funny to say lower budget than psychonauts but like on a lower like overall like like kind of like quality than what you would yeah. get with psychonauts but the game itself looks beautiful with its kind of like art style but all of this is wrapped around this gameplay style which is technically a deck builder game but technically mm. not a deck building game <laughs> at the same time it's a third person action game that has deck building elements in it so basically okay. you uh find this dice character named dicey that you get to roll and when you roll uh, them, whatever their dice lands on, you get basically uh, crystals or powers to actually uh, take actions with the cards that you have in your hand. And in order to draw new cards, you have to like attack enemies with like a slingshot and hit the, these little crystals on the enemies to ga- gain these crystals. So you draw more cards, and then you have a, a hand of. I know this sounds like weird and convoluted. <laughs> so you basically are you attack people in third person action format in okay. order to build currency to draw cards and when you have enough cards to either have a full hand or enough cards to do something that you need uh you roll your dice and the dice gives you action moves and each card has a specific uh cost to them like whether it's one action two action three action or whatever some have Mm -hmm. no actions that that cost um and then in order to like attack people you use the cards to gain powers like you might get a temporary buff you might get a sword. You might get a powerful weapon. You might get turn your dice character into a bomb. And basically, the gameplay loop is you attacking people to get better cards, and then you try to play the cards in a way that's going to help you fight the enemies that you're currently fighting. So if you're fighting a bunch of like flying creatures, 
um, you want to get a weapon that can swat them out of the air. Like you want to get an actual physical weapon like a sword or a hammer. If you're fighting enemies on the ground, you might want to get a bomb that you throw at them in order to explode them or whatever. So sure. basically, it's it's kind of like Final Fantasy VII, uh, the, the remake, when a lot of the third-person action stuff is just helping you build up a meter to use your actual powerful attacks. And the powerful attacks, instead of it being like a set move list, come from the cards that you draw from your deck. Okay. And you're, you can, like, customize your deck. You, your deck can have up to 15 cards in it. You can have multiple decks that you can choose from. So you can have, like, more offensive-based decks, defensive-based decks, um, trick decks that have, like, bombs and stuff in them. Um, and the combat is really unique because of that. And it's kind of cool. Um, and I, so far, I'm pretty di- I'm digging it. I'm digging the story. The thing I'm not digging is that a combat encounter even if you're fighting like two enemies at a time, the, the battles can kind of go on for a while. And then sure. if you die, sometimes for some BS reason, like if you have, you turn, you can turn your dice character into a bomb. And if it explodes around you, it could hurt you. Mm-hmm. But like controlling the dice and where to put him, he like goes to a place and he'll come back to you like randomly. So sometimes you'll like put him out to attack an enemy, but the bomb doesn't go off and he'll run back to him and be like, I'm back. And then he'll explode in your face and like kill you and stuff like that. So it can be kind of frustrating that you can be deep into an encounter that happens. You die for reasons that are stupid and then you have to play it over again. And again, it could take like 15, 20 minutes sometimes to, to do some of these combat encounters. Yeah. Um, but I'm really digging it. It's fun. What I'm not digging is this is the first time I'm playing a game that I've reached what I would say some of the limits of the switch are. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. Um and really the 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 game doesn't look great on the Switch. And I never really have done like like I don't complain about how a game looks. I always appreciate playing it on a Switch. Yeah. But I actually put it and I docked it for the like one of the few times I've ever docked my Switch. Mm-hmm. And like literally I saw like it look better and run better immediately hmm. when I put it in the dock versus when I was playing it handheld. Like it was like a, 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 a stark difference of quality. And I was kind of shocked by that. Um, and um, the joysticks like are horrible on the pro controllers. Like we were talking before about like what we want to see improved from a new switch. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about joy cons in general, but mostly the fact that they're broken but like they they just aren't very responsive in a way okay. that is good for like an aiming game or any kind of shooter game. And there wasn't yeah. even an option to do the gyro controls because a lot of the games I can forgive the aiming on the switch because of the gyro controls. So if I need to yeah. do like a fine tune thing, but this one I was like just messing with for like so long trying to get the actual movement of my controller to work well, but it just turns out that the the joysticks aren't as responsive as other things. So that was a little frustrating. Um, and I think it's interesting to talk about for two reasons. The first reason is that uh, Forgotten City, um, a game I've been wanting to play. Oh, yeah. They just, I saw that they released it uh, recently for the Switch. However, it's a cloud-only version. So they don't actually have a version that you can download to play on your Switch. So it's only one of the streaming ones. Like, they remember we, uh, I played Control. We did Control, yeah. Yeah, I, I tried that out with Control, and it worked fine. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, but that is an interesting, that's an, that's an interesting problem that I think the Switch is going to keep running into more and more, that the more these games are cross-generation and cross-platform 
this generation, the harder it's going to be for them to keep up with them and the more we're going to have to start playing games in like a streaming version. And it's yeah. definitely giving me pause for playing a game that I've been waiting to play on the Switch, like Disco Elysium Final Cut. I wanted to play that game on the Switch, but I don't know if that's going to be the best place to play it. Is it going yeah. to have like performance issues? Is it going to be hard to read? Is it going to not like there's probably a reason why it's taken so long for them to release it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to say yes to all those things. Right. Right. <laughs> like, so yeah. I, 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 I think I'm starting to hit the point where it's like the switch is awesome, but now I'm worried about its longevity and for it to be the thing that, um, I go to when I can to play something, uh, on the go, yeah. it might be more worth it to just play it on my Xbox or my PlayStation than it yeah. would be to play it on the, the switch. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. Um, and I also bring this up because a big, big, big thing has happened in this week. Uh, did it happen already? What's that? October 8th. So we got a week. When is, when is this being released? Friday. Friday. The switch only, uh, the OLED version is coming out. Oh yeah. And there's a bunch of hands-on previews of that. Have you seen any of the hands-on previews? I saw one, and it's the one that you have linked here. This is the CNET preview. So this is um, on CNET.com. It'll be linked in the description by Dan Ackerman. And um, it's interesting. The preview is is perfectly... It's, it's great. Um, but I think there's just not a lot to say about this. Yeah. Because it's exactly the same thing it just has an oled screen and has a different um stand stand which right. i do i do appreciate that the title of this review or i guess preview is um nintendo switch oled hands-on the best upgrade may not be the screen and it's talking about the um the kickstand on back and i mean from the way they describe it 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 sounds kind of interesting in the way that like playing handheld on a table you put that um that kickstand up and it's a little bit like like a surface or, or other, um, other tablets that have kickstands and stuff. It still hurt my wrist. Yeah. I was thinking, but like, still, I don't, I don't, yeah, know, I don't know if that's the way I want to play it. I'm doing that I with also, my keyboard right now. I'm like, I don't know. I don't well, know I how frequently, shit. Oh, well, while you fix that, I don't know how frequently I'm sitting at a table playing my switch. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to yeah, play I'm my switch, like laying in bed, like, yeah, with it, or like, something like know. that. Um, but, yeah, um, I think, yeah, the, I'm interested from the previews I've seen, uh, the screen looks drastically different. And I think the best yeah. way I heard it described was on the Switch, because it's backlit, on the Switch version that we have, because it's backlit, um, even like a dark or like a black kind of has like a gray sheen to it, like a little yeah. gray color. But the um, uh, OLED screen, they actually have different pixels for each of those colors. So it actually is showing a black, like black. So it doesn't look gray. It looks actually bright. Yeah black or i guess bright black is a oxymoron but crisp it's a crisp yeah. clear black because black is actually shown and it's displaying black instead of it just displaying like a backlit thing so there's like a clear difference with how it looks but these previews have all been saying the same thing about performance that it's not better it's the same no it's the same it's the same so yeah. um even even they were hoping like well maybe just with, like with the red box switches versus the original box switches is that it's a little bit better with battery and stuff like that. Maybe there was some hope that the OLED switch would, would be a little bit better, but it's not. Um, still kind of want it because I'm a broken human being. I, can I say something? Yeah. I still kind of want it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, I, I am a fan of hardware and, and it is a 
pretty thing. And if it is an upgrade from what I already have, I want it because we're both broken people. Yeah, because <laughs> I know. So I've been like, like as I've been playing this game uh, the last week and a half, and then as the 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 release date is coming out, I keep like thinking like, I might. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I'm going to abstain simply because I'm hoping that there is a Switch Pro somewhere down the line. But Nintendo, going to Nintendo. Was, Nintendo was like. Peter, either buy the Switch OLED or don't buy a Switch at all, motherfucker. And I was like, whoa, Nintendo. It's oddly aggressive for Nintendo. I, I thought I'm they were just, a family-friendly company. Uh, right. Well, they, well they, they didn't say this in the direct, but they told me. They were like, Mario's going to say fuck <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, it's going to be graphic nudity. <laughs> oh, no, no. But not no, with the no, characters no. you think. Spike. Donkey Kong. I and Spike. Uh, so a tweet from um, th- this is the Nintendo Company uh, LTD this is a direct Twitter tweet account. to you. Uh, sorry, no. <laughs> this is this is. Okay. Um, hey, that was a lot. Of, we we have fun here. This is serious <laughs> news now. Um, at Nintendo Co LTD, uh, which is like the shareholder information for Nintendo that doesn't tweet about like fun video games or the Mario movie. Tweeted this. Um, a news report on September 30th, 2021, Japanese Standard Time. I think that, that was from Polygon, uh, but I could be wrong. Falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for a Nintendo Switch with 4K support. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to clarify that this report is not true. We also want to restate, as we announced in July, we have no plans for any new model other than Nintendo Switch OLED model, which will launch on October 8th, 2021. So they, I mean, they've, again, as it says in the tweet, they've said this before and they're saying it again. They are claiming that they do not have any plans to do a Switch Pro, which I don't know if I believe, but I believe believe that it's not coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, it would be horrible marketing to be like, we have this new one coming out, but we have this other one in the works. And I think the chip shortages probably do impact that significantly. Oh, yeah. um their their plans to do that but i also think like do they want are they going to do the iphone model with these and i don't know if that's going to be the best thing i mean I, I, using the example of playing this lost and random like you're gonna if you're not careful you're gonna shut out a whole like group of people from playing games in a way that's even acceptable because it can't be easy to port these games to switch no, and, and I think that's why you see more and more of the big AAA games just saying, like, fuck it, we're just going to do cloud versions. Right, and it works if you have the internet, obviously, but it works. But, yeah. So um, that's why I think playing the the um, uh, the the Forgotten City, I want to play that whole game on the cloud to see how it is. <laughs> and I know that I might not be the best thing. I will be interested to hear that from you. But, but that, that's, I still want to play it that way. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, that will be the last thing I ever do that with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I will be interested to hear, first of all, what you think of The Forgotten City, but then also what you think of the cloud stuff. But luckily for you, The Forgotten City does not require, like, like pinpoint accuracy, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you have any sort of delay, it's it's not going to be so bad maybe but um yeah it makes sense that they have to double down and say like we are not doing a switch pro but it also kind of to your point like i don't know like it sounds like you guys need a significant upgrade 
yeah. to stay in to like stay in the mix with all this to the point where like a lot of your first party games don't run that well. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you look at uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Like, Didn't work great. Nope. So yeah, here's uh, hope. Here's the hoping that that is in the works. Before we talk about more news, though, I do. I want to talk a little bit about the these two games that released this week. We have uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, which like sounds like a joke that we're talking about. <laughs> um, and then also uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, so people have been pretty hot, no pun intended, pretty hot on Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, it's like a like an arcade racer. Um, and I don't know. I'm not going to play this game just personally because it's not my kind of game. But um, on Metacritic, you've got 76 on PS5, on PC, 78. Xbox Series X has 71, um, and Switch has 75. But that's a pretty good score for a Hot Wheels game, yeah. weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I was I was kind of shocked with this game being a, a talking point. Um, and uh, I think uh, IGN gave it a 9. Um, and that, that, that was like why I initially like was even on the radar, uh, of it. And it looks awesome. Like I used to collect Hot Wheels cars. I don't know if you were a Hot Wheels car fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, I used to collect them and like seeing these cars and like seeing them like animated with the lighting, it looks beautiful. Like it Mm -hmm. looks like you're just driving your actual cars around a living room. You know, like it feels like you're playing the, um, Mario Kart uh home circuit. Uh yeah. like it's it's so cool. That's um, cool. And um will I end up playing this game? I don't think so, but it like looking at it, I was shocked at how like nostalgic I was feeling um watching these cars go and I was like how cool I would love this if I was a kid. Um and just be able to have like my own cars. Like what if you could scan your car and then have them race around? Um like that'd be so cool. Yeah. I think a lot of the people are upset about it because in order to unlock a lot of these cars, it's almost like they have packs. You can't pay for currency, but it takes a lot of game time to get to get them. Yeah, the okay. currency. So even if there's a car you like, you might not be able to get that at first, which can, can be a little bit disappointing because I think the draw of this is playing with the Hot Wheels car that you like. But mm-hmm. because these are all like set up in like real spaces real spaces quote unquote like you just have this like cool thing of like driving these tracks uh, like but these, it's like, like, like in a living room yeah like in it's a like living the, room the, the, with yeah. like weird like to scale stuff around it and it's just really cool um and like i was even like seeing screenshots where you could see like fine details in the hot wheels car like the more you drive them the more like tread the wheels like lose and like it looks That's like your cool. actual hot wheels cars that you've like mm-hmm. abused and beat up and thrown against stuff so it's really kind of cool i i think uh and if this is the if there is a sale and if i if i have a, a little bit of time i might want to get this but even though this game would probably live best on the switch i think i've just proven that i don't want to play it on the switch <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i want to see these cars look in the best they possibly can no yeah i completely agree with that i this is probably not one for me it's it looks fun it, it's the kind of thing like i would probably have fun like doing with a friend for an afternoon yeah but like probably not more than that i will say though super monkey ball banana mania <laughs> <laughs> might be for me i i have fond memories of super monkey ball 2 on the gamecube and mm-hmm. um that ge- monkey Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is coming out on Friday, so if you're picking up that Switch OLED, might as well get another $60 charge there. Get those for, balls in the brightest colors they can possibly be. I guess so. It's unfortunate when you put it that way, but 
I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, on Metacritic, on the Switch, uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania has an 80. On the Xbox Series X, it has a 74. And on the PS5, it has a 77 from Critics. I might pick this one up uh, on the Switch just to play with Elena because it's a fun party game that we yeah. would probably have fun with. Uh, but like, it's not necessarily what I'm going to sit down and play through like on my own or anything like that. Yeah. What did, what did you call this with all the, the third party characters that they're bringing in? You said it's like the smash like brothers. Smash of Monkey Ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, what well, you call it, like, I don't know, super smash ball ultimate, uh, whatever. I mean, uh, banana it, mania. Like, yeah. I think that's such a fun way to, to get more, play out of this and and i think if i'm correct it's like basically uh redone courses from monkey ball one and two uh one two and i believe three so i I, that's awesome because i have such good memories of the music of the courses from the original monkey ball games i fun fun fact those games are hard yeah that's that's the one thing that is kind of like standing between me and being like i definitely will play this with elena because like she might not jive with it very well and because it's weird it's it's a little weird you, you're moving the course instead of yeah your character one that's kind of weird and two um to my memory people have very different mileage vis-a-vis motion sickness with this game like with oh, these yeah, types of yeah, games yeah. and not that elena gets really motion sick especially when we play the games but like like it's it's a lot <laughs> oh it's i want to play this game in vr just make myself Ooh. throw the heck up <laughs> are you, in, in vr are you looking at the stage or are you in the ball you're in the ball <laughs> <laughs> um pop a yeah. mean before that one i guess so yeah so um that is our metacritic roundup and again i am thinking we should get a theme song for that but let's talk about the news uh right off the bat Kratos, good old Christopher Judge, made a tweet talking about the delay of um, God of War Ragnarok. Now, he says, uh, this is his tweet, so 100 emoji. (laughs) I love that. 100 in my feels right now. Uh, I need to be forthcoming. This has been approved by no one, which is always like... Good start. I'll say this, Christopher Judge, you had me there. (laughs) Like, like, oh, what are you about to say? And by the way, his Twitter handle is at I am Chris Judge. So (laughs) that's actually dope. Um, But it it turns out to be much better than because, like, usually when someone's like not approved by anyone and fuck you, fuck you, (laughs) any mother, you know what I mean? But uh, he says this has been approved by no one to the beloved fandom. Ragnarok was delayed because of me. August 2019, I couldn't walk, had to have back surgery, both hips replaced and knee surgery. They waited for me to rehab. No threats, no who do you think you are, nothing but love and support. And at Sony Santa Monica, never said a word about the delay and what caused it. Studios are assholes, but this company from top to bottom should give us hope. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would like to say, I would sure it's probably been delayed for more reasons than just his surgery. Correct. Um, However, I'm sure that this probably played a part. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, yeah, it, it already like with a potential time crunch, it probably like added to that uh, enough already. And, and yes, I, I think the fact that, you know, stick the one of the best parts of God of War is the performance by Christopher Judge and uh, the boy who plays Atreus. I should probably know his name, but whatever. Um, and like this, they're they're back and forth, I think, is so pivotal for making the story great. And, you know, 
from a numbers perspective, a lot of companies, a lot of big soulless companies would probably just be like, all right, we got to get another actor in there. Um, yeah. You can use your voice later. We'll put it in. We'll use another person to be in there. Um, but I really do think the, that the the actor, like if Sony's proven anything, having these pe- these actors in their motion caption suits makes the stories better. Yeah. And having them do these performances and be there and the relationship that Christopher Judge has with uh, the Atreus actor, again, sorry, I don't know his name. Um, like, that's something that they ha- they built and created in the first God of War, and now it- it'll, being the end of this series, or not series, end of this story of God of War, I think it's so important to keep that dynamic alive, and I think we would lose a lot for that. So thank you, Sony Santa Monica, for making the tough choice um, and also not throwing Christopher Judge under the bus um, yeah. and letting him be the one to come out and talk about this. Um, Sonny Soljic is the name of Atreus, and wow, his face looks exactly like Atreus's face. <laughs> I, I, every time like that happens, and I'm like surprised for no reason because that's how video games work now, but it's like, no. whoa, yeah, that's right. him. That is him. He's got a beautiful head of hair. Um, we kind of have the same haircut. He and I. Mine's a little bit longer, but I don't know what picture. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, but um, unimportant. So anyway. I'm uh, just looking at all the voice actors now and seeing how they compare. Can I so say anyway, Kratos' beard is impressive. It is. I would I would have to agree with you there. It is thick. But uh, Sony, not out of the news cycle yet here. Uh, Sony has acquired... Blue Point Games, <gasps> which is like a very collective. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah a very collective. Wait, they didn't already. <laughs> well, because if you remember, like uh, this must have been April or May, they announced that they were uh, acquiring Housemark. The they made Returnal, and then as soon as Returnal came out, they were like, "And we've we've purchased Housemark." Um, and then, but when they announced it, they used the wrong graphic. And use the <laughs> one that has said blue point. And so Whoops. everyone was like waiting for that to drop. And so now sort of not unceremoniously, but like if you remember when Xbox, like when like the cat was out of the bag for the series X, uh, the series S, excuse me, like at like 11 PM on some random weekday, they were like, all right, listen, Xbox series S here's what it is. If, if I'm remembering correctly, or they, they had some sort of response to it pretty soon afterwards. Whereas, um, I don't know if it's just that there wasn't, uh, it wasn't all finalized with blue point or whatever, but this comes several months after that was being talked about, but I think it makes sense as they did shadow of the Colossus remake. Um, they did the uncharted collection, uh, for the PS4. And then they also did the, uh, demon souls remake. Or is it a remake or remaster? I guess it's a remaster because it's fundamentally the same game. But they redid everything in it. I don't know. To me, it's the same thing as Alan. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. That is um, a it's not it is a significant amount of work that they did. Did did you talk about Shadow of the Colossus, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the Uh, same basic thing when it was like this is it's the same game, but we've redone everything to make it. Yeah better and different and run different and everything it's not that they just put a hey we're gonna use these janky animations from before and put like a nice little little face over it little little creepy 3d skin mask yeah that doesn't really fit all the way (laughs) it's like in men in black (laughs) yeah Yeah. but um 
I think that's cool. I, I think I like Blue Point. I think they have done cool remakes and remasters of games. Uh, I will be excited to see where they go from here. Rumor has it, and, and this is like been confirmed and, and not confirmed, but like you've had reputable insiders saying like yes, and reputable insiders saying no, and all sorts of stuff. But so like it, it's hard to really nail down what anyone thinks about this. But there is a rumor saying that Blue Point is working on. Um, some Konami games exclusive to uh, uh, the PlayStation. So some people think that they're working on a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Is that Snake Eater? Yes, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Uh, some people think that they're working on um, Silent Hill. Some people think that they're working on um, Castlevania. There's a lot of talk going around about all of this. Um, specifically... A lot of people are saying that Hideo Kojima is developing a Silent Hill that's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. <gasps> Finally! Which uh, has been like kind of the subtext to every single article written about Blue Box Games Studios uh, about abandoned saying like, and also Hideo Kojima seems like this could be a thing uh, or that maybe this is Silent Hill or whatever. Um, what do you I think about this? I'm still holding hope, man, that it's all true. Like, what if, like, please just It'd be insane. Just uh, if that would actually happen. It's interesting. A lot of what I have to say about abandoned and like the idea that it was a Hideo Kojima Silent Hill thing, like stands to this. We're like, OK, there are reports saying that this is happening. Um, And then there are also like. If you remember with the fallout of that, of of. Konami and Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, and Jinji Ito. Like, I Guillermo del Toro was like tweeting like "fuck Konami," <laughs> like, yeah. like at yeah. Konami, fuck you. Like, I, I, to me, and I have no insight into this relationship business wise at all. It seems like that bridge has been burned, and that Kojima Productions is doing its own thing, where Hideo Kojima has full creative control to do whatever. So if he wanted to make a Silent Hill type game, I feel like that studio could do it without needing. Yeah, obviously, like it can't be a Silent Hill TM game, but like, but but like the I guess the I'm not into business or like yeah. how the business of video games works, but I mean the hope would be is that Konami makes this deal with PlayStation. You mm -hmm. can't. You have Silent Hill. You get to make a game with it. Maybe a couple games with it. Uh, go. And then Sony's like, got it. Hey, Kojima, you had this <laughs> right, idea yes. here. And I think that would be the way to do it. You essentially, it's like almost like uh, the the Sony um, and uh, Marvel deal with Spider-Man. Um, right, that yeah. How they are technically just holding, like they still are paying Sony money for Spider-Man, but Marvel's able to control it and they still get like profit off of it and they still get to be in their universe. Right. So not saying that Sony and Disney have a bad relationship, but I'm sure Disney wants <laughs> their their IP yeah. back, right? Yes. Um yes. just like if you have like PT, let's be let's be frank, that was far long enough to have a trailer, an engine, an idea, a concept, a director, um, a creative director. Like they had a lot of this stuff already in place to come up with this game. At least Kojima did. So it's there. The pitch is there. Um, I don't exactly know like how that works with 
them no longer being through Konami. It's kind of like, you know, you come up with an idea at Konami and then you leave the company and make that idea. Is that really your idea? Right. That that becomes legally kind of dicey with like intellectual property. Correct. But, but if the issue is just Konami and Kojima not liking each other, Sony can be like, I know how to make money. Put them in separate rooms and I'll be the middleman. And if that's the case, I'm for it. <laughs> And Guillermo del Toro is there like, fuck you. Like, no, get him out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just ruins it all. That's why every time they're about to like sign the papers, he just busts through the door and is like, wait a second. Fuck you. Fuck you. I want all this stuff. And then and then at that point, Kojima just puts his head in his hands and Konami's like, you know, fuck you, Guillermo. And they just go back and forth. So, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, but that's the rumor. <laughs> that's the rumor that that is that's happening. But then today, breaking, um, comicbook.com's Logan Moore, a mentor of mine, that's oh. true, um, wrote uh, a, a story titled The Silent Hill PS5 Exclusive from Hideo Kojima, potentially debunked by Insider. Uh, so here's just a little clip of that story. Uh, by the way, all the articles that we reference and talk about and read from, as always, can be found in the description of this episode. A reputable video game industry insider has shot down the idea that beloved creator Hideo Kojima will be working on a new game associated with the Silent Hill franchise. In recent days, new reports have started to emerge once again, suggesting that Kojima is currently working on a Silent Hill title that is in collaboration with both Konami and PlayStation. Despite this idea exciting a large number of fans, though, one leaker has suggested that this project won't be coming to fruition. So here's who uh, is saying all of that. According to Millie Amand, who has been a frequent source of information when it comes to moves involving PlayStation in recent months, Kojima Productions is not working on a new Silent Hill game. Amand was asked by one user on Twitter recently whether or not the recent reports of Kojima developing a title within the series alongside Konami and PlayStation was true, and she didn't mince words in her reply. While she didn't offer up any additional details on the rumor, she gave a definitive no on the matter. And then they link the tweet and it's uh, someone replying to her saying, some websites are saying new Silent Hill um, game is being developed by Kojima and Sony. Is this true? And then she just straight up responds, no. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, it, it, this is the sort of thing that I think we talk about and comes up frequently. Um, with these sorts of rumors where like some people are saying one thing and other people are saying others. So yeah. Wh what do you, what do you think of this? I mean, a as always, there are some people saying like, yes. And then there are some people saying no. And insiders, I mean, like insiders are not a singular voice. So it's, it would be foolish to pretend like they are, but, um, Oftentimes they corroborate information with each other. You know what I mean? By say one person says, hey, this is happening. And then another person says, I can confirm this is true. Whereas right now it looks like there's a lot of mixed messages going on about this. Thoughts? Feelings? It's, it's the same exact thing that I think um, with the Blue Box Game Studio stuff. Like all joking aside, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. And Kojima is working on something with PlayStation. Yep. I'm going to feel confident with that. I Silent Hill is being developed probably with PlayStation. Um, sure. Does that mean those two are together? Not necessarily, but I think the smoke is showing that there is a Silent Hill. There is a relationship with Sony. Kojima does work with Sony. They're making something, I'm sure. Yeah. 
if they're together, that's awesome. If they're not, that that's fine too. But I think like with how much noise there is, it's more than just fans wishing something into existence. I honestly yeah. believe that. Um, so I really, it's so sad with with the Kojima stuff. I want more Kojima Metal Gear. I really do. I need mm-hmm. that. It won't happen. Like I'm pretty sure that ship has sailed. There will be more Metal Gear, but I don't think Kojima would be involved with it. I would love to see Kojima's take on Silent Hill. Um, so I'm hoping we get to see that. <laughs> but also, I think if you put uh, any developer that is good with horror stuff and psychological horror stuff on a Silent Hill game, you update that idea in with current uh, graphics, current gameplay uh, mechanisms, I think it could be something awesome, and I want to see a new Silent Hill game. Yeah. Because I'm a broken human being, and I think I, I'm going to, until I'm disappointed with it, like every time um, Bloober Team comes out with a new game, I'm like, this is going to be the one that's uh, 10 <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. Um, and all joking aside, uh, the medium, that's Bloober Team, right? It is. Uh, I mean, that that game is still ultimately a, uh, a mid-seven, you know? Like, it's not like an awesome game. Justin, it's, I have news for you. Yeah. If Bloober Team is working on a new game... <laughs> What? Did I see this? Yeah. Uh, uh, they're co- going back to Layers of Fear with using the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, and Layers of Fear. 2022. Good ideas. Yeah. Just so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I would have to agree with you. Uh, I also know that there are rumors. I don't know if this is rumors or if this was confirmed. It's hard to keep up with a lot of this stuff, particularly with Kojima, because there's always. There's always talk like, about this man. Yeah, I mean, he, it's just uh, he's a great. He is a great creative person and creative producer, and he has a very clear vision and voice. And I just like that makes sense as to why there is so much talk about him. But yeah. uh, there is I don't again, I don't know if it's rumors or fact that he had something with Microsoft, um, which I mean, he could be doing something with Microsoft and also PlayStation. Like what if you what if oh, my gosh, can you imagine now? Hold on. What if there were two Hideo Kojima games that came out on the Xbox? Exclusively, one is on the Xbox, one is on the PlayStation, and they released on the same day. And it was just the craziest shit. What if they were both? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm just hijacking our show to talk about this this crazy idea. What if they were both episodes in one story? Yeah, you have to play both to get the You either have to play both or, like, talk to people to like see what happened you know what i mean like you had to do your own research to figure out like yeah. what else happened anyway. yeah. Yeah. or um, just have a xbox and a playstation like uh like some of us uh who, who can afford it and find it and and play both and what you could do is you play one scene on the xbox and then put that down pause it play the next scene on the- <laughs> anyway that's stupid uh other other japanese news this has been a japanese news heavy episode um tokyo game show 2021 is happening happening wrapping up i it's, think it, by the time you're listening to this i think it's over and done with uh not a whole lot of like major announcements or anything like that except xbox has sort of doubled down on saying like listen we want to be bringing games to the japanese market because they are a primarily like western like company and they have traditionally not done super great uh, in Japan in the past. But with the Xbox Series S, that has sold really well in Japan. And so they have brought two uh, exciting exclusive 
um, not exclusive, but two exciting uh, games to Game Pass. One is Scarlet Nexus, so that is exciting. Yeah. Uh, as we as have long talked as you about buy it before. Yeah, we have talked about that extensively, but <laughs> platinum. Would I have gotten that platinum without it? No. No, you would have just um, played it, been like, oh, it's pretty good, and then probably not have worn yourself out to the game. <laughs> yeah, I probably would not have played both of those stories. And then they're also putting out AI Somnium Files. I don't know what that game is, but uh, it's a similarly Japanese uh, action game. Uh, both of them are on Game Pass right now, and as we've talked about Scarlet Nexus, Scarlet Nexus is definitely worth a play. Um, what do you think? Xbox wants to be more Japanese friendly. He wants to be a little bit more um, Japanese focused moving yeah, forward. I think that's important. Um, they also talked about how uh, their plan is to localize um, Starfield um, mm-hmm. to uh, by actually localizing it and uh, having people record all the dialogue that you would get in the Western version specifically for the Japanese audience too. And I think that's important. Um, I think... You know, if you look at uh, like North American gamers and you look at how I would say playing Japanese games is not the mainstream North American gamer thing. I think it's a yeah. little bit more of a, of a niche or hardcore gamer type of thing. Like you're not getting the people who buy 2K and Call of Duty playing um, Scarlet Nexus and Final Fantasy VII Integrate, right? You're not. That's yeah. not happening. But I think there is definitely a way for xbox is doing such great stuff and i think you know trying to get japanese gamers to get into and care about xbox i think it'll be huge and i really do think that a lot of these gamers will will find stuff that they like in microsoft and even though it is a western-based company um i think them focusing and trying to make it more of an international brand and having the same kind of popularity that nintendo or playstation does um i think is important for for microsoft and i Mm -hmm. think it's only going to be better for gamers the fact that I can now play, you know, Scarlet Nexus on um, Game Pass is awesome. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a newer Japanese centered RPG action kind of game. That is it is it a JRPG action game? What, what would you call that? Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, I would call it a Japanese action game. Yeah, um, just it just allows you to play uh, more of those games too. So I think it benefits us North American fans who like that stuff. Um, and you know, the more new and current games you get to Game Pass, the better, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, news coming from this Xbox presentation for uh, Tokyo Game Showcase is that um, so Tango Gameworks is Shin, uh, Shinji Mikami's company, and they are making, uh, they made, Shinji Mikami was Mr. Resident Evil for a very long time. I believe he directed Resident Evil 4. He directed The Evil Within, and... The, and um, was I, I don't think he directed the evil within too, but he was a producer on it. Uh, but he's also, um, involved with, uh, Tokyo, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and the new, uh, the director of evil within two is working on a new project too. So I, there might be another Japanese horror title that might be coming exclusively to Xbox. Cause that sort of seems like what they are moving towards because Tango Gameworks is under the Zenimax umbrella. But, um, yeah, there was also, um, they showed off that <laughs> the <laughs> at the Tokyo Game Show. They showed off. There's a new demo for Final Fantasy Origin. What is it called? What is this game called? Uh, 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 
Radio Fantasy. Uh, Stranger Paradise. Stranger. Str- Stranger Final. Paradise. Fan of Final Fantasy Origin. <laughs> Odd, you couldn't remember that mouthful. Uh, have you seen this? This clip. <laughs> the yes, clip of it yeah. Is. So um, wow. The main character Jack pulls out his phone and starts playing Limp Biscuit to end a conversation, and then walks away. And then, like all of the people in the conversation, follow him. And then he uh, turns it off, and they continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. This look, I'm gonna play this game so hard; it looks so fucking stupid uh, in a way that is like, I need to know if they're like really doing because it looks like a joke. It looks like such a joke uh, in the way that the Mario cast looks sort of like a joke, <laughs> but uh, they uh, are committing to that. But yeah, what's hey, up? If, if I ever feel sad. You know, I just have to remember that 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 was a thing. Yeah. The Mario oh, yeah. cast is like real. Like that's not that's not a joke. You know, I, I wake up every day and I think about it and I'm like, I keep thinking it was a dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, have you because I, I played through the initial one. They have the new demo out um, or yeah. trial, I guess, whatever it is. And it's uh, up until like the I forget. It's, a, it's up only for a limited amount of time. I think the 11th or something like that. Yeah, October. I've not touched it yet. Have you? Um, I haven't played the new one. I played the original one. I really did like it, and uh, I think this could this I, I, this game could be pretty big. Um, at least for those people who like Final Fantasy and Souls like games. Yeah, I'm a fan of Final Fantasy, and really? I have played some Souls like games. I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm a fan, but I know th- I'm familiar enough. But played them all, I think. Maybe not Demon Souls, but but I think even like the what they do to that formula is different and unique enough that I think you would like it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I it, would be interesting to try it, but yeah. I will uh, most likely play that game when it comes out. But and play that game and kill chaos. He says it. They say it eight times. They say chaos, chaos eight times in that trailer. Chaos. Isn't that kind of wild? Chaos. We're here to kill chaos. Stupid. But they're told they totally get. They're totally getting it. They get the they get the vibe now. You think they get the vibe? They have to. I mean, they, I, Limp I, Biscuit, I, iPhone thirteen. <laughs> is it a joke? Do you think it's a joke? It's gotta be. I hope at one point someone like shoots the iPhone or something like that, but you can't destroy it because it's product placement. So it like That's the funny. arrow like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank God my new iPhone has the non crack protection, and it's like literally an ad for the iPhone. <laughs> it's I like, Here, let me they, take a selfie. <laughs> I don't know if they get it though, because I I don't remember who this might have been from the gamer. Uh, someone said like the director or something was like, we did not understand that people were making fun of this, <laughs> mm, <laughs> which is well, sad, but yeah. Uh, definitely started some chaos. <laughs> Justin, Game Awards, they're coming. They're back. Woo! They're coming. Uh, December 9th. That is a Thursday night uh, in person. Do you uh, think we're going to get invited? Oh, man, if we get invited, that's a perfect time. Wait, when, when is it? Uh, December yeah, 9th. Go. I'll go. I'll be yeah? there. Plane tickets okay. on everything. Okay, I'm ready. Maybe, Got maybe my masks. We'll, yeah, we'll I'm go. ready. Would we dress up as video game? Like, okay, so I saw this thing with the Met Gala going on. Yeah. Everyone was like, for the Game Awards, you should do a Met Gala thing. But it's just like video game stuff. If you had to base an outfit around a video game character for your Met Gala slash Game Awards appearance, who would it be? Uh, it would be uh, one of the bosses in Earthworm Jim is a booger. <laughs> so good. Okay, I'm going to be a booger. Yes, I'm going to totally be the, the dropping booger from Earthworm Jim. Okay, okay, okay. I, I would probably have to go with someone like Sephiroth. I feel okay. like that, like a big long cloak, yeah. uh, perhaps even a, a single a wing. Yeah. Um, 
Or we uh, could do like a yeah. we could do like a couple's outfit, and you could be Alan Wake, and I could just be a dark the darkness. <laughs> or you could be Alan Wake, and oh. I could be Alice. She spends a lot of that game sort of in her underwear. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. She's not like she's not. You did volunteer yourself to do the, be this, by the way. Yes, I did. Um, it's interesting about her because, like, she gets kidnapped when she is like getting ready for bed. So she's like not fully dressed, but she's never like they're never like, isn't this sexy? You know what I mean? It's just like she's just in her underwear, which yeah, like that sucks being kidnapped like that. Like, can I at least have some pants? Can you put some darkness pants on? Yeah, me? I have. I have a few few requests when i die um i want to help i hope i don't die in the bathroom like yep. that that's something i hope i hope yep. i hope i look look pleasant when i die sure you know it's not like a horrifying thing for someone to walk in on me you know yeah 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 um i also don't want to die in the building where i work so just yep. drag me out just like disney yep. world they, they you don't die in disney world they like drag you out just drag me out of that building i cannot die there yeah okay I'll uh, I'll make sure that hey if you're ever feeling kind of sick text me I'll, this could just be so the I could be in the area yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know this might be it um, bring the stretcher yeah but Justin so obviously they just announced that it's ha- I mean we've known that it's happening for a while but they announced these specific dates and, and all that and Jeff Keeley is saying like we got big things coming because that's what you do he's got to he's a hype guy I mean like yeah yeah we expect that you're gonna have some big things at the game awards yeah yeah um. But they haven't announced any of the games that are going to be nominated for the titular game awards. And I think we should go through the list of last year of the categories, throw some games out, see what could be nominated, maybe even preemptively say, like, I think this could win or whatever. Yeah. Um, Because I know I'm sure in the future when they finally announce the categories, we're going to do our own predictions. So it's not necessarily that, but more about the games that we believe will probably come up for. Yeah, because um, I like and a lot of these games I'm going to mention or talk about. I haven't played all of them yet. Um, I mean, I still haven't played Deathloop, and I'm probably going to say that like 15 times during these categories, I'm sure. sure. Um, But I think this is a good way to kind of like just look at this year. And I think we were kind of at odds about like this is a a better year than last year. Uh, Yeah. But there's a lot of games, a lot of different good games um, from this year, I think. Yeah. And, I, and while I'm still going to die in the fact that last year was better because uh, that top five is crazy, I think as a whole, there are more interesting and unique games this year than the top heavy year that was last year. Sure. I I would I would agree with that uncontroversially. Yeah. Yeah. So this first category, we have uh, best debut game last year. Phasmophobia won. Uh, which apparently is still getting very frequent updates and is very scary. And they just added VR to it. And I would never do that ever because <laughs> I would break either the headset or the controllers or something in the room, whatever. <laughs> um, but I've got I've got two games that I think could be nominated. And one is uh, Keena Bridge of Spirits, as people seem to be quite hot on that. And I believe that is the first game. Uh, de- best debut game is for the first game to come out of a studio. Uh Kina is the first game out of, I don't remember the studio off the top of my head, but that's their first game. They were in animation studio beforehand. And then uh, New World, which is the first game out of this one particular uh, Amazon game studios. I've not tried New World and I don't think I, everything about it sounds like not for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that it is going to potentially be nominated because people seem to be liking it quite a bit so far. Thoughts? Yeah, I was gonna. Got? I was gonna definitely uh, push for um, 
uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Because, um, I mean, brand new. I think that one has been getting good good reviews. It looks beautiful. Um, I think for a first a first timer to like have this kind of like almost triple A type of experience out there that people seem to be pretty hot on. I think that's pretty special. Um, but, uh, trying to think of other ones specifically, I mean, with the forgotten city count, I mean, it's already been out. It's kind of like their first, like official game, right? Or no, I, I think based on the rules that the game awards have given in the past, I think forgotten city would count. Yeah. Because like, this is like forgotten city. They use all new assets from, um, from that whatever art, from Skyrim yeah. to Correct. make the game and everything. So I think that at least is like another potential game, and I think that's going to be one that's going to have like a lot of different categories. It could get, um, uh, it could find itself in. But yeah, I definitely think uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits would be the first one that I, I throw out there as being a potential one. Sure. Uh, next is Content Creator of the Year. I know we're not like big into watching streamers and stuff. Valkyrie won last year. Um, the uh, only person what's that? Peter Hunt Spitek is going to win this year. Justin, forgetting your last name, middle name, Makovich. <laughs> I, I didn't forget your last name, friend. Uh, I think I know it, but I think you don't like people knowing it. Um, do you know it? Guess. It's isn't isn't not Alexander. Ah, oh, damn it! You got it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I don't really care if people know it. Okay, cool. I just I remember I, just for my whatever password reason for my bank account. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Let me lowercase, just lowercase uh, a couple like letters in there, but yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, My social security me... number is two one three eight two. Okay, hold on, one, oh, hold on. Let me just five, wait. Come back. Stop. Five, Let me write this six, again. One, oh. two. Do I have to bleep that out? No, I want people okay, to know. Cool. Yeah, okay, my good. bank account social security number. They got yeah, this. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, um, steal my identity, but buy interesting stuff, and I'll try to guess who <laughs> stole my identity based on what you purchased <laughs> and where you live. It'll be a fun game for me. That's actually kind of funny. Um, uh. Content creator, the, the only person who I've seen in the news has been Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the requirements to be the content creator of the year. I know I, I will say this. I'm a journalist. All right. I've written about this woman first. before. Yeah. And she used to live with Valkyrie. Yeah. The two of okay. them used to live together. Wow. And have any of them met Kevin Bacon? Because you'd be right by Kevin Bacon at that point. What are you talking about? The five degrees of Kevin Bacon? Oh, like, okay. Gotcha. And, and, yes. Okay, so yes, yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. I, I know, know someone who drove Kevin Bacon uh, to the Tivoli Theater in Downers Grove. So that means you're in the five degrees of Kevin Bacon. Congratulations. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You're part That's you're actually kind of cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put a big old slash through our <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the only one i filled out in this form ahead of time i just put question marks because i'm like listen uh, i have no idea ninja no idea. does that count <laughs> is he yeah I'm, I'm sure uh best ads. multiplayer uh last year among us won. uh i assume games like you know fortnite apex legends call of duty Warzone are all going to be in there uh, I'm going to say, oh, probably not by the time this comes Halo out. I was going to say Halo Infinite, yeah, but it's not going to be out I think it by comes that. out like after this. Yeah, so, it uh, misses the cutoff. Yeah, I don't think the test... Uh, what about Back for Blood? Do you think that would be in this equation based on what how you've played it and what you've seen? Yeah, probably. Yeah. like that, It would make sense that it would be there. I don't think it would win necessarily if it's going up against the likes of your Fortnites and Apex Legends and stuff, but uh, it uh, could be in there. Here's a question. Does yeah. it takes two count? I think it uh, does. Uh, or is it like a weird like 
It's actually a co-op, a single-player experience. Are you playing on a couch? Yeah, I think that is a exactly what you just said. Cool, 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 cool. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna break convention. Say it takes two is gonna win. Or if not that, uh, you also have your Super Mario Party uh, remastered remake. Could yep, be, yep. Could be it's there. Could throw bit. that up. Yeah, uh, that sounds accurate. Uh, I also don't. I mean, usually these games, it's like a lot of the big ones and then a few of the newcomers uh best sports slash racing the only one uh, last year forza. was uh tony hawks pro skater one and two yeah i assume it's gonna be forza as well yeah for, forza's gotta that's gotta be the one of the, the big ones there um but hot wheels uh, m- probably get in there hot wheels right? could i i think because it, it's sports uh racing as well um mario golf could probably be in there um i don't know if it'll, that will win but i definitely think that that could be one of the potential uh you games think, in there you think uh knockout city he'll be in there it's a sports I, I, game. Knockout City has oddly been one of those games. Like it's, but is it a sport? You know, like it's a dodgeball. Yeah, but like, is it? Is that a sport? Yeah, like, do I they count know. that? Like, is Splatoon? It's like well, laser tag. Like, but that's like not what it is. Well, I guess that's not what dodgeball is either. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. See, that's that's why like I gotta I gotta get like they I think they usually do have a pretty good job of explaining the categories, but I would say in my own personal opinion, uh, and you know clearly grain of salt. I don't know if Knockout City counts. Okay. That's fine. Uh, best Sim slash um, strategy game. This is always a weird category because you had last year, I believe, like Gears Tactics versus Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, this is just kind of like the, well, we'll put it in here kind of category. Yeah, uh, I can't say I know many tactics games that came out this year. Was Bravely Default 2? Was that a tactics one? No, that was a RPG. Okay, uh, so I'm going to say in terms of simulation, I know I would be dumbfounded if any of these made their ways in, but Gas Station Simulator has been <laughs> big this year. Lawn Mowing Simulator and yeah. Power Wash Simulator are yeah. all three yeah. big ones. I have no idea if those um, are going to be in. But Do you think potentially uh, in this category we could find a game like um, uh, like Disco Elysium? Or is that in a... Li- it's not like a simulation. The fin- yeah, but... but- it's a role-playing strategy? game. Strategy? Like, is that like a strategy. board game? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I guess like, you're right. Like a tactics game or uh, something like that. Or like, I think like, was Crusader Kings last year mm, in there? Yes, 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 yes. Chivalry like maybe is RTS. that. maybe an RTS. Chivalry's know. not that. I don't no, know. Chivalry's like a... This is, this is, let me tell you something. <laughs> it's uh, a bad category. <laughs> sport, sports racing, not my category. Best sim strategy, not my category. Best family, that's your category. Oh. Uh, uh I think Ratchet and Clank could be in there. Yes. Um I Doki think Doki Doki Literature Club. I'm gonna say probably not. Pokemon cool, Snaps cool, cool. probably in there. Yes. Uh Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury probably in I, there. I would say that one specifically too, because of um the uh co-op stuff. The co-op stuff. I think that makes it a little like kind of like family friendly um with that. So I think I could I could see that. Definitely buy that. Yeah, um, I can't. I mean, usually this is just like the Nintendo category. Did I say Ratchet and Clank could be in there? Yes, you did. Um, yeah, that <laughs> again, <laughs> pretty couldn't try. Yeah, <laughs> Animal, Animal Crossing won last year, and that makes love. And sense. that was like a clear and resounding that game is going yes. to win this category. Yes, best fighting Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate won last year. Uh, I don't think I know a single fighting. Oh, oh, uh, it's going to be 
Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, yeah. Guilty Gear Strive is the one I was going to put there. Um, I don't. Uh, I I have a, a dark horse here that I'm super excited about, and that's the Nickelodeon uh, brawler. <laughs> yes, I'm, yes. I'm yes. hoping that game is good, and I'm going to buy it when it comes out. So I believe it comes out soon. Um, it's it's pretty. They're announcing if, characters left and right. I believe it's. If I'm correct, it comes out the same day that the Nintendo Direct is for not the Nintendo Direct the. Um, the last Smash, Smash character. Direct. Yeah, yeah, is that the fifth? Yeah, so I, I think it is coming out. Let me just double check that. <laughs> All, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl release date is release uh, October fifth. Woo! What a day All for right. me. It's I get a big to find Friday. out that Waluigi is still not a character in Smash, and I can make Patrick beat up on SpongeBob. That's my. That's pretty impression. good. <laughs> is, is, is the is, there should be the bubble character, the Bubble Boy. <laughs> okay, Frankie sure. Doodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Bubble Boy could be from uh, SpongeBob or Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or the movie Bubble Boy with, is that John Travolta when he's in a bubble? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But <laughs> um, best uh, role playing game, Final Fantasy VII Remake, one last year. Uh, could be Monster Hunter Rise. Could yeah, be Tales of Arise. Uh, but, like, what? This is where Pokemon? I get kind of like odd about the rpg versus action adventure because so i i understand why final fantasy 7 was technically still an rpg game you still have the leveling up you still have like stuff but it was pretty close to an action game as well yeah um do you is this like where scarlet nexus goes or is that in the action game uh i would say that scarlet nexus does not lean heavily enough into the rpg elements to be put into like a jrpg or role-playing game category uh just because yeah like you, you're not like dealing with different uh, abilities and attacks mm-hmm. like you have your you've got like three moves right and your party members yeah they all have their own individual singular use moves but like you're not commanding them to use different uh techniques and stuff like they just have she has the fire move she doesn't have like a fire move and then like yeah. a healing fire move or like an aoe fire move it's all sort of one um but i have to say i'm gonna say like tales of arise is gonna be on there mm-hmm. um is Pokemon on there? Is that, uh, does that you would count? assume the 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 new ones would come out. I think that'd be a good yeah, place I mean. for it. Uh, Persona uh, Five Strikers. Does that count for this or no? Nope. Is that like action? Yeah, that's that's a action game. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five ah. could be on there. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Briefly Default Two. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Even though I don't think that got like critical uh, no, I, acclaim I as did. much as other ones did. Um, uh, uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut. I mean, I've we've oh, seen like older yeah. games make it. I think that one will come, and I think that won a bunch of stuff in the past at Game yeah. Awards, if not Game of the Year, at a certain point. Um, so that could probably be a good place for it. But like, I keep I keep waiting for that one uh, RPG game to come out this this year to, that really will draw me in, and I I don't know how many there have been. Um, at least that are up my alley that are like kind of like top tier nines yeah. or tens. Um, but uh, Monster heard, Hunter stories too. Maybe I've heard great things about Tales of Arise. Yeah, um, that, that that is on my that is on my radar. Yes, that is the kind of game where I'm like, maybe one day I will play this and realize that I should have been playing this the whole time. But <laughs> that, um, that happened oh, with Persona. But didn't Loop Hero come out this year? That was a pretty popular one. Is, is that, that RPG? Count? Uh, I didn't play of? it. So I don't know. I think so. Um, that might be a popular one, but I think a lot of this is like. We're gonna have so much to say about the best action and action adventure game categories just so, knowing us. 
Right, so we got Best Action Adventure. Last year was Last of Us Part 2. So let me read the games that could be Action Adventure. We got Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Resident Evil Village, Hitman 3, Back for Blood, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, uh, I'm going to say New World, Monster Hunter Rise, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, It Takes 2, Kingdom of Spirits, Dying Light 2, uh, (laughs) Aspect Legendary Edition, uh, Outriders, Scarlet Nexus, Lost Judgment, Neo, the world ends with you. Mm. No more heroes three. Mm. Um, where, where does uh, life Bio is strange Mutant, true colors go? Death's door. Uh, probably in um, games for impact. There, I'm sure it might be nominated for something in terms of like best performance potentially. Uh, best score and music also could be but, in there. But like, is that is that like because I, I I don't know like generally with that like you'd think that that would be in a category somewhere but like even just saying games for impact seems like kind of like a a, a, a catch-all kind of thing i i think with like games for impact i think that is oftentimes sidelined as just like uh this game has inclusionary casting yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. cool thanks for just putting the four games that did this year <laughs> in one category um but i think it could also like it's interesting that there is a best action adventure a best action but no best adventure yeah, because I think because yeah, yeah. I would say Life is Strange could be a, an adventure game, like, and that could go up against something like The Forgotten City. And even those though those are two like completely different games, they still fall under like this more adventure category. Um, yeah, I, I think the number of games that could be in the best action adventure game is like completely <laughs> like it's so many. It's so where many. does where does um Near Replicant fall? Uh probably action adventure that probably could also go into uh, rpg as well um or it could go into best action as well um but pff, <laughs> is a remaster gonna get would that be included you think i mean last year the the options were last of us part two assassin's creed valhalla ghost of Tsushima, spider-man miles morales or in the will of wisps and star wars jedi fallen order um so technically none of those games were um None of those games are remakes, but I don't know exactly like uh, how they play that stuff in there because, like, using like Ghost of Tsushima or Final Fantasy Integrate, there's like more stuff to those games than it just being a, a, a upgraded a, version. Yeah, of an it. upgraded yeah. version of it. And it, we've seen it before in certain categories, like Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, whatever they call it, that won the fighting game. So I don't know if that's yeah. going to like exclude what? some of these games, but I do think there's sometimes a very fine line between action and action adventure. I'm also curious about, like, do you think that Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, um, and Death Stranding Director's Cut, do you think those are going to get nominated or because those are so recent? Like, do you think that they're just going to get excluded? Because, I mean, like, yes, they do add additional content and, like, it is significant, but, like, at the end of the day, those games came out last year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it might yeah. feel like double dipping. But- so... According to the Game Awards, they say best action are game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. Okay, so Hades won last year, and that makes sense if that's the case. So, And then best action adventure for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Okay. So by that token, something like Scarlet Nexus is technically an action game, right? Yes. And then I would say like Ratchet and Clank would be an action 
Um, <sighs> Returnal would be an action adventure. <laughs> yeah, I think Returnal is action because that's still the combat is the main thing. Yeah, yeah, draw. yeah, yeah. There's still a story, but Ratchet and Clank has a story that goes with it, and you are like collecting things and traversing from areas and and like when you're in the yeah. more open worldy sections. I don't. Know, my brain hurts. Psychonauts two. <laughs> I, uh, Psychonauts two is two... probably action adventure, right? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Same with. Where's the platforming section? Uh, there Where? is one, isn't there? Oh, oh, nope. Uh, Mario C- would win every year. Completely made it up. Oh, I cool. completely made that up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think that these two categories are kind of not stupid, but like I think it's weird to draw the line with some of them and not others. But yeah, one is that the one is a game you play and the and the point of the game is the playing. The other one is when you're playing the game and then you get around playing the game by playing the game. Well put. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you. Hire <laughs> so me got, game awards, Jeff. I'm free. Uh, innovation and accessibility. Last year the last of us part two won. Uh they I mean that game had a lot of pretty substantial accessibility features. Um Regent I don't know Clank? If, that is the case with a lot of these other ones. Was Ratchet and Clank to death? Yeah, I, they, uh, I don't know exactly how deep it was, but I mean, with it being a Sony first party, I think that's been a focus of them is having that stuff. So I'd have to check again, but I seem to remember Ratchet and Clank having some of those um, uh, things, but maybe not. Could also be Psychonauts Two, as that game also had a pretty heavy emphasis on you know play it your way. Don't really doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But other than that, I ha- like I'm trying to remember, and and I think that you know we both come from a pretty substantial place of privilege where like these things don't really matter to us because we are able to play these sorts of things. But I know like Deathloop had really bad accessibility options, and I, I think that Arcane said something about like we can't add these. Um, Returnal uh, did not was pretty inaccessible, but yeah. like. They also said, like, that's kind of the point of our game, but... Um, well, I think part of the inaccessibility with Returnal has to do beyond being able or, or, or not able because just I feel like there's so many quality of life things that make it inaccessible, and I think that's where the, yeah. there's, like, part of the... Like, accessibility is, is just making a game able to be played by anyone in a way that they want to do it. Right. And when people are, like, putting their foot down, being like, this is my game and this is the way you're supposed to play it, um, I feel like that's not a great argument. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, the idea is that you want to be able to play a game in, in ways that you can play it and have fun with it. And ultimately, yeah. the game should be fun. So if you can't do that, um, then it's not fun. But I am looking, and Ratchet and Clank does have a lot of good features in it, uh, considering, uh, like, looking at, at being a, a Sony first party, similar sure. to um, uh, Last of Us Part Two, though Returnal technically is only first party, and they still were those people who were, yeah. you have to be able to play our game for three hours straight without dying. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's, I guess I, I guess I can't. <laughs> that's that is that is true, but at the time they weren't Sony first party when that game that's came true. out. That's true, and then Sony, and was, Sony was like, guys, but... just stop it. We don't want you unless you get these accessibility <laughs> features. So stop talking about this. It'll be interesting to see. I will say, though, uh, Xbox recently said that they are doing accessibility tabs for their games. So, like, when they're categorized, you can look up um, certain accessibility features that are in them so that people who need those sorts of things um, are able to search games a lot easier and know what they can and can't yeah, play. which is awesome. Um, uh, oh, and did they, like, change the name of their, like, it was, like, ease of access, but they actually changed it to accessibility because it's, like, what it is, like, their I, menu. 
So that just sounds to make right. it, yeah, just to make it more more streamlined and easy. And I think, you know, I think uh, Microsoft and Sony are doing good things about that. Um, and I mm-hmm. think it's important that the big companies do because one one thing in defense of some companies who don't do it, it does take resources and it does take time that a lot of these smaller companies um, maybe aren't don't have the. Uh, ability to prioritize that first so mm-hmm. the more sony can stand on there and be like here are some uh, tools that you can use in our games and the more xbox says these are more or microsoft says these are tools that you can use the easier it is for everyone so it is kind yeah. of like the 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 people who have the ability to create this stuff and focus test this stuff and find out what people need spread that wealth don't just hide it and i yeah. know that's like one of those things that like you know i'm sure they spent a lot of money trying to make this happen but like spend it for the good of the gamer not just your company i agree with you uh more people playing more games is a good thing and that is one of the fundamental pillars of hitbox anyway so speaking uh, of uh, accessibility of uh, vr ar games goodness <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I'm going to say, so last year, Half-Life Alex won. That makes sense. I'm going to say that this year, Phasmophobia, I think we talked about that earlier this episode, just had a VR update, and that's a big oh. one. Uh, and then Hitman 3 also was able to be played entirely in VR, which it seems impossible. Oh, uh, no, it's going to be Resident Evil 4, because that comes out like at the end of this month. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that will hopefully be good. Yep, so that's on the quest, I think. So there's that settled. Uh, best community support. I mean, last year it was Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I'm going to say it's not them this year. I'm going to say they don't get nominated uh, as that game sort of dropped out of the cultural I have, conversation. I'm going to use this one for a lot of these categories um, for both best community support and best ongoing because what's the difference? Go ask someone that knows. Um, I think um, what Media Molecule has done with Dreams uh, in their community support, I think that that is one of those things that is only continuing to grow. I mean, did you see that Kickstarter about that animated? Um, it was like a ninja kind of story that was pretty cool, but he started a Kickstarter to make more of the movie in Dreams, which is awesome. That no, that's it's kind cool. of like getting that, and he reached his goal uh, for that. So I do think uh, that what Media Molecule does with that to keep the people who are playing that engaged and interested is awesome. So I'm going to sure. pull for uh, Dreams for Media Molecule. Uh, dang, I did not know that. That's kind of cool. I assume you're going to get your the regular Fortnite uh, yeah. uh, Apex Warzone, but I also think you might also get... Here's a curveball. Skyrim Anniversary Edition includes 500 player-made mods. Ooh, like, including it is, the Forgotten a... City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that it is, like, one of the... Like, like, that game is, like, being made for the people who love the game. And I th- assume that the fu- this Anniversary Edition is the final version of that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, best mobile game. It's not going to be Fortnite. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you can't get it everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it still could be Fortnite because it's still on <laughs> Android phones. Uh, yeah, Among Us. You got Near reincarnation. You got, you got Genshin Impact. Pokemon Unite. Oh, that's gonna win. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank that's you. for and sure. I'll be so win. happy that the time I put in that game is not for naught. I helped yes. that win because of me. This game is popular because of because of Justin. Just because of me, no one else. A Makovich. Yeah, yeah. Best indie game. Um, it's always hard to define like indie game. Yeah, Tequina, Bridge of Spirits could it's be close. Uh, it's like its first one, but is it indie? Uh, probably. It talks um, about budget, isn't it? It, it takes two. We forgot a huge game here that I don't know if this is technically indie, but I'm going to call it indie. Uh, Death's Door? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think that would be huge. You could also do um, 
Little Nightmares 2 could be nominated. Uh, well, that little game, uh, WarriorWare, from a small company called Nintendo. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. They're pretty small, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to put out uh, uh, a, uh, a quick um, plug for Toem. Uh, hopefully that sure, game yeah. gets some recognition um, at Chicory, some point. Chicory, maybe too. Chicory, definitely. Chicory, I think, is uh, even looking at Metacritic stuff, I think is pretty popular. That could be indie. I don't know if that company... Uh, do you know anything about the company made Chicory? Is that their first game? No idea. Are they going to be the best debut? They could be. Maybe. Um, best ongoing game, No Man's Sky won last year, and the guy did not... Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he was like, did not think he was gonna win it's like okay <laughs> yeah well. and, uh, he was very surprised um you know, this could be fucking anything this could be apex legends it could be fortnite it could be pokemon unite it could be any any of these games that are very popular and that are ongoing genshin impact ongoing. i'm gonna i'm gonna vote genshin for that impact. one again because sure. i mean with the aloy stuff it, it seems like the game is only getting bigger and better sure. um sure. and i sure. want it on my switch so i cannot play it on my switch i hear you games for impact last year tell me why won this um i think life is strange is a strong contender yeah uh i also think psychonauts 2 yes is a strong contender yeah i i think i think something like psychonauts winning would be so good um and i think they are very like they were very intentional about thinking about um Mm -hmm emotion and, and and mental health and all that stuff and i think so many of the different journeys that the characters are going through are such good conversations and there's so, so many of them and they don't feel like they just kind of like throw them in to throw them in for impact i feel like it's part of the story and part of what makes the story great yeah uh i will also say i think here's a prediction i think it takes two will be put in this category and it definitely should not be <laughs> do you know what you know what's gonna be put in this category What's up? 12 minutes. Oh, no. Tell you about that impact when you listen to our spoiler cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The impact impact of of me me throwing my controller down. Turning that off. Yes. Uh, The impact of me saying, fuck this game. Uh, Best performance. Last year, Laura Bailey won as Abby. Makes sense. That was a good one. This year, I'm going to say Jennifer Hale as Rivet from Ratchet & Clank. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to say either I'm forgetting the actors names, either of the main characters in death loop. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to say, uh, what's his name? Jean Carlo Esposito as yeah, probably bad guy in far cry six. And even if, even if like he's not good getting that celeb on there, I think is like, yeah, right. You know, it seems th- to make that, sense. that makes sense. Um, what about, uh, uh, I know life is strange. Two colors. We just talked about that. What is the main character's performance? Like, is it hella good or is it hella bad? <laughs> It's hella aight. I would say <laughs> the actress is working with a script that I hella don't think is great. Got <laughs> but it. Got it. Like, whatever. Uh, I, I think her, the performances in that game are strong enough from certain characters where there are any, a few people who could be nominated for this. Um, you could also get Ashley Tinsdale from uh, Dark Pictures, House of Ashes. <laughs> Probably not, but... Uh, she could be there. Yes. So... Uh, wrapping, getting towards the end here. Best score and music last year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, not shocking. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pull up Tome again. Sure. Because I enjoyed playing that game on a very like kind of chill background music kind of vibe. I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, I'm gonna say that Deathloop could be in there. Ooh, I'm yeah. also going to say, hey, here's one that we haven't talked about in a while. 
uh, Maquette has a great soundtrack oh, that I listen yeah. to pretty frequently. Um, other than that, there's not been uh, Scarlet Nexus had a pretty good soundtrack, if I'm remembering correctly as well. Oh yeah, I'm still I still bang out to some of those songs. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think of anything else that had like anything that was like stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, I I play a lot of games with out sound <laughs> what what uh well like if i'm like like either podcasting during it watching oh, something sure, else sure, sure. like play in the background and stuff got it um, got it got it yeah uh oh i skipped best audio design uh, i don't know <laughs> um, oh, how's that i wonder why uh best audio design uh, i'm gonna just say alan wake remastered because that's fresh in my mind and it made me jump a couple times even though the mixing was bad <laughs> it, ha- it had it had great uh audio that is very true hitman 3 i'm sure has good audio as it is a stealth game um <laughs> it was the such that was like i gotta mention hitman 3 <laughs> that's what it sounded like <laughs> and we'll throw it in this category i, I don't know i didn't play it, it looks good <laughs> i just missed it um that sounds right uh best art, art direction chicory tsushima one chicory kuwensure uh resident evil village i feel like that hasn't come up a lot but i think that has a pretty sh- some pretty striking art stuff yeah. Um, similarly, Ratchet and Clank oh, also yeah, yeah, yeah. had a, a pretty distinct visual style, but also Deathloop did. And um, Returnal. I think there's definitely a visual style to Returnal. Yeah. I would also say probably Keena Bridge of Spirits oh, yeah. had a had a pretty strong one there. Uh, oh, also for soundtrack, Life is Strange probably is in there as well. Yeah, uh, those indie bops. Yes, your Phoebe Bridgers and the like. Your Jason Mraz's. <laughs> Sean Mendez <laughs> yeah they were in there for sure <laughs> um, uh, you know what game isn't on any of these outriders whoops <laughs> huh best narrative it is we'll, we'll throw it in that category give it a give it a yeah, bone. give it give it something uh best narrative last year last of us part two one which makes sense I'm gonna say death loop is probably in there Resident Evil Village is probably in there uh Psychonauts 2 probably not I mean, it does, it does kind of build. It does end a little bit like quick. Um, yeah. Near Replicant, I'm a fan of. Do you think Persona Yo, 5 gets this category? Forgotten City? Persona 5. Oh, Persona 5 Strikers? Strikers. Um, probably not. A hard no. <laughs> I mean, like, like I liked it, but I don't think it had any sort of like mainstream yeah. appeal as it is like a very solid. It's like very much a sequel to Persona 5. Uh, in that story for oh forgotten city yes oh yeah yes. that'd be good yes yes the year um, of the of the um loop games yeah best game direction um this usually goes to the like game that like has a director that people know <laughs> yeah last year it was last of us part two obviously with neil Druckmann at the helm um best. i don't know <laughs> Psychonauts 2, Tim Schafer, I know him. You know yeah, I know, I, mean? like, I know Timothy. He's a good dude. But it's also hard because, like, games, like, don't, like, yes, there are, like, games have directors, but, like, one person does not make a game usually. You know what I mean? Like, especially with yeah. these bigger titles. Well, uh, and also, like, this year, to be frank, uh, this hasn't been a strong, like, narr- like narrative-heavy uh, AAA type of year, has it been? Or am I crazy? Uh, no, you're, you're... Not I'm crazy, crazy, but like I mean, I, I I don't get those like big studio games this year. A lot of it's smaller stuff, which is not smaller stuff, but like 
Deathloop. Is it is that narrative the focus of that game? Kinda, but like I don't think that it. I don't know who the director was, but I probably wouldn't say that it is. Um, it's not a Kojima. <laughs> right, right. Like, like yeah. you don't say like, oh, Hideo Kojima directed this game about Deathloop uh, right, or whoever. Right, right, right. Uh, Near Replicant could. Did Yoko Taro direct that or was he just the creative director? I'm not sure, but I mean, if it, it's hard to say because that's a redo yeah of the old game so even if he didn't it's i don't well the original one was directed by yoko taro ah, um, yes, 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 so yes. i don't know how involved he was in terms of like the replicant version yeah. 1.22474487139 oh, look at look at you really staying uh, accurate to that crazy ass yeah. title <laughs> I memorized it. I remember it. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. I'm reading it here. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that will be interesting to see who's nominated. And then game of the year, I am going to say, so last year, uh, last of us part two one, I'm going to say that nominees will include death loop. Yep. Resident evil village. Correct. Far cry six. You think mm, if, if it's no. a good, if it's really good, it's got to be really good. I mean, there's. I think there's still plenty of other games out there that are like big enough to get that over. Yeah. Uh, not nothing wrong with Far Cry. Like no, I think no, that, no. that that game will at, at worst be a, a mid seventies, at best be a a, a low a, a low nineties. So sure. Monster Hunter actually. Rise maybe could be. Yeah, I mean that also could be one of the action games too. I guess, but yeah. is it technically it's traversal? No it's idea. Be an RPG. Back Returnal could be in there. Returnal. You said Deathloop, right? Yeah. Uh, Deathloop. Chicory has been popular, I know. Still on my my system to want to play. Sure, sure. Chicory. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars. Brawl will probably be on there. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, uh, jokes aside, Death's Door might be on there. That yeah, was yeah, a, yeah, that's true. quite that's true. hot and popular. Yeah. Um, and Abandoned. Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> So thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> the real-time experience app, game of the year. Yep, 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 yep. Well, hey, thanks so much for spending the past hour and some change with us. Hopefully you enjoyed our Alan Wake discussion from earlier in the week. We do appreciate you checking all that out and, and for listening to this episode. Uh, if you have any thoughts about any of the things we talked about today, whether it's the Game Awards, um, the many pieces of Sony news and Hideo Kojima and all that, or even uh, anything about Halo Infinite or the Switch OLED, we would love to hear about that. You can send us a tweet or a DM at on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. You are likely listening to this on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, give us a follow on there. Share with a friend. Write a review. Uh, send, tell someone about this. We, we appreciate that more than you could possibly know. Justin, am I missing anything or do you have anything to add here at the end? Hey, wasn't that so cool when, uh, on October 5th, they said, and the last Smash Brothers character is SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm sticking by that. I think it's Waluigi. I think it's going to be Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real quick, on, on Button Mashing 101, our friend, our sister podcast, um, they said, yo, what if <laughs> Willem Dafoe was Waluigi? In oh, the my God. <laughs> it's yes. so good. It's oh, so yes, good. perfect. That is absolutely perfect. <laughs> that man's wah. Like, 
I just anyway. be talking like this. Yeah, guys, he's not a weirdo, but he plays Stay some weird characters. Stay away from your sister. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next week. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs>